to House of Hoops, episode 51. It's Monday night, February 1st, 2021. I'm Jeff Hausman, coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening. Uh-huh. It was right for you to run. me tonight is Bo Brady. So hello, Bo Brady. Hello, Bo Brady. All right, now say John ja Morant is an all-star. John ja Morant is an all-star. You hear me? <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Bo. Laddie's out this week. Um, don't know when we're going to get him back. Hopefully sooner than later. Until then, let's talk some hoops. Let's have a little fun. Let's make the best of it. You can reach us on Twitter at House of Hoops. That's H-A-U-S of Hoops. We're also on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. You can call us and leave a message on the house line. That number is 901-300-6575. Bo, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm all right. Just hanging out here watching this uh, Grizzly Spurs game. Grizz are up 121-94. Slomos hit back to back three pointers. Yeah, they're rolling. They look good. I was just texting with uh, some of the other House of Hoopers. <laughs> Popovich is probably thinking right now, how did Memphis get all of these players? We've got three guys out and we're <laughs> just cruising on them. <laughs> he must be so frustrated. He's sitting there with Rudy Gay and Lamarcus Aldridge. Well, that was a. I think Lamarcus Aldridge at the time was a solid play for them, mm-hmm. yeah. and they really value continuity. You know, you'd like to think that the Spurs knew that they weren't going to have Tim Duncan anymore. They just wanted to be a playoff team or at least competitive. Mm-hmm. So I think that's they. They're. I, I, and if I had, I had to guess, I mean, of course, Pop would like to win a championship, but if you gave him true serum, I think they're happy to be competitive and happy to. Be competitive, basically. The Spurs don't want to be scraping at the bottom of the standings. That's not who they are. Not with Pop, at least. No. But there's got to be some level of frustration right now. I mean, this is the second time this week. The Grizzlies were off for a couple weeks, and they come back, and they got to play the Spurs. 
I mean, the Spurs have been good. They've won games this year. They have a winning record. And now they're just out here getting smoked by the, the young Grizzlies. I know. And the Spurs have been favored in both games. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. They were the dog tonight. This is looking good. Yeah, like th- three point. Mm-hmm. It's about what it was last game, too. I mean, Conchar yep. is out there <laughs> hooping. Gorgie Jang is out there hooping. I mean, that's, they can almost put anybody on their roster out at any time. And they're ready to play. They're ready to be competitive. Like, there's not really a bad player on that roster. I mean, sure, you could say Gorgie Jang is, like, overpaid, but we didn't sign him to that contract. Well, they didn't – yeah, exactly. The contract is irrelevant. Gorgie Jang is a good player. He's a really good basketball player. Mm-hmm. He's just not a $17 million a year guy. But yeah. Would, it, would bo- the Boston Celtics like to have Gorgie – Gang at a, at a close to minimum contract to end of their bench, mm-hmm. they would absolutely. Tuna Melt just hit a three. Melton, yeah, and then Melton just is. What does he? I'd have to pull up the advanced stuff, but his plus minus has to be way, way up there for the Grizz. I would assume. I don't know. It's hard to say. I do know that he's been like the next Tony Allen for the Grizzlies. Exactly. Every team's got to have a guy like that. It's been fun to watch. Who is it? Desmond Bain is like leading the league in three-point percentage. Literally, literally. I mean, I, you know, who knows after tonight, but but yes. It's good stuff, man. That's a rookie. Tyus Jones has 11 points and 12 assists as a backup tonight. That's great. Well, that's, what, that's why they signed Tyus. Yeah, 12 assists off the bench, though. That's Serious. Point. How many turnovers? How many turnovers does he have? I don't know. Probably none. He doesn't turn the ball over. Mm-mm. Let's see. Back when he was with the Wolves, he had the uh, six point nine to one assist turnover ratio, the best mark in NBA history. But yeah, looks like Grizz are going to hold on and win here. They're going to beat the Spurs by like thirty. Come on, Spurs have been good. Yeah, they've been really good. The guys that played meaningful minutes and held this game in check when the Spurs made their run in the third quarter, you know, it wasn't even the studs. It was guys like Conchar and Tyus Jones. And anyway, so let, let's uh, before we get into any more basketball, let's say uh, where have you been? Uh, so last week I was out. My parents came to town and. Um, I can't record record a podcast with house guests. It's rude. Sure. I, mean, I probably could have. I probably could have, but I felt like it would be. You get the kids to bed, and then we, you know, play a board game with my parents or yeah, watch you, something on TV. Yeah, you got people in your house, man. You gotta hang out with them. You can't just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go do my own thing for three hours." No, you gotta entertain. You gotta spend time with your family. It's totally understandable. So you had people in. Did you guys do anything fun or what? What's what's been going on, man? Uh, well, Kate and I we we went uh, to a local ski hill. Um, since my parents were here, we had someone watching the little ones. She had a day off, so she skied and I snowboarded one day. Uh, my dad and I we went took the boy for a for a hike. We pulled him in a sled. We hiked around somewhere. And my dad and I 
we went on a run every together every day. We watched. Uh, my dad was watching this show on Netflix called Lupin. It's like one of the. It's like a French sort of like Sherlock esque, I guess. Not really Sherlock esque, but it's kind of in that Sherlock James Bond kind of crime sort of thing. It's good. It's like a maybe five five episodes. We watched that. Lupin. Yeah, it was, never heard yeah. of it. It's good. It's obviously, it's, like I said, it's French, so it's subtitled. You know, uh, if you don't like subtitles, you can just turn it off and subtitles off and watch it in French. <laughs> yeah, French. it's fine. Just guess what's going on, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can kind of infer things. Yeah. A little bit gets lost in the old proverbial translation. Lupin. Is that the one where... That's not the show with the guy that has one arm, is it? No, he has two arms. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, oh, no. Anyway, that's what we did. My dad hadn't finished. Uh, he had not finished Mandalorian, so we finished that. Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. We watched the Grizz. We got watched the Grizz Spurs game. Yeah. And then we'd watch the fourth quarter of the Nuggets Spurs the night before the Grizz played the Spurs. Ah, uh, yeah. Thought the Nuggets were going to come back and win that one. Yeah, it was a great. It was a great fourth quarter. Did your dad have any uh, hot takes on Grizzlies or any any uh, hoops talk at all? Uh, he just he's surprised. He's he kind of said something about Wallace. Just that this is not a Chris Wallace team, that they're, they have actual <laughs> basketball players. Nice. Yeah, he's like, this is not my, this is, you know, not my meaning historically my Grizzlies. This this is a different brand of Grizzlies. Yeah. Where's Jordan Farmar? Yeah. Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. That's funny that he, like even a casual, like your dad's a fairly casual fan from what I've picked up. Yeah, he enjoys it, but he and he reads the stuff and he'll watch a, he'll watch a game if it's on, but he's not a diehard. And even he can see through, <laughs> through the bullshit, you know? Like he can tell that this is a totally different looking team. That's cool. Well, it's new ownership, new management, you know. Mhm. Mhm. Even with uh Robert Perez as the owner, it took him he had Wallace, he got rid of Wallace, then brought Wallace back, and it, it took him a minute to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, sh- I should have, speaking of, my dad brought himself and my grandmother uh, each a 30-pack of hams. I guess I should have had him send your dad a 30-pack of hams. <laughs> I just thought of that. What did my dad say about hams? He was like, that's the PBR of the North or something. <laughs> no, he told he told he, you text me that he said it was the official Chicago Cubs beer. Oh yeah, back in the '60s, I think. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say he says it's the PBR of the North. Hams is the the actual Hams Brewery is still standing here in St. Paul. So, it, ironically, not or, or not ironically, Hams is like is the PBR of the Twin Cities, or specifically St. Paul. Most bars here have Hams on tap. Yeah. Like the majority of them will. Like when you go to St. Louis and they have Budweiser on tap everywhere? 
Well, it's kind of like that, but not quite to that extreme. Because I think you go to Starbucks in St. Louis and they have Budweiser on tap. <laughs> you order a you order a latte and they're, they're like, "Well, would you like a side of Budweiser with that?" Uh, how about a Budweiser instead? <laughs> <laughs> it's made from beech wood. <laughs> Speaking of Budweiser, I think I'm ready for one. We'll give it a minute. I'm out of hand. I'm gonna get one too. So you say the word. Let's coordinate that momentarily let's see this week i don't know i've i spent way too much time watching gamestop information and things like that like i probably should have spent more time watching basketball than reading reddit forms and twitter posts (laughs) well uh, it's better late than never i've kind of casually paid attention to wall street bets but i haven't I have not done anything based on what what those guys are doing. It's probably smart. I don't. I feel like if you weren't in on the ground floor of that, then you're kind of playing a risky game. The stock is too shaky. It's it's not firm. Well, the the GameStop thing is more of a they're trying to prove a point. Yeah, it's working. Uh, like Wall Street bets was all over Tesla, and that even after it split, it still doubled after that. Dude, it's back up to almost, what is it, like 800 a share right now? Yeah, so Which, it was like split to 400 and then. <sighs> so that, you know, I, that's that's kind of like buying Apple 20 years ago. It's just kind of like, should I get in now or should I wait? It makes sense that people are shorting Tesla now. It is just way too high. It has got to be overvalued. I think I think it has a little bit of the the individual trader glow to it mm-hmm. just based on wa- watching how GameStop has done its thing. And then I, you, you kind of, as an, as a silent observer, you can kind of see, you can kind of infer that maybe there's a little bit of that going on with the Tesla stock. Yeah. Just everybody and their mother wants a piece of it. <laughs> it's driving the price up. Now Starlink there internet satellite service if that goes public i think i would probably jump in on that off the bat because they're i mean they while while the starlink can serve large cities there at this point i think their target is rural areas mm. and if you if you compile all the rural areas in the world that, that is essentially one very large city mm-hmm. i'm eligible for starlink but i'm not going to do it I have high speed internet. Yeah. I don't need to you have to buy the satellite for five hundred bucks and then it's like I think it was fifty bucks a month after that. Hmm. So if you lived out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and you were had no internet or some really crappy internet, you'd be all over that, presuming you have the Yeah, you can you know, finally the, update your fucking PS two. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to take it to the you don't have to take it to the library and plug it into their <laughs> tv to update your ps2 <laughs> yeah that's probably gonna make a lot of money for some folks if they go public i don't know i think it's a ways off but that's what i'm keeping an eye on oh man devin booker just hit a three-pointer with once uh, two seconds left to put the suns up by one against the mavs hey now that's a good game mavs suns. chris paul Chris Paul looks happy. He 
he dished it. <laughs> All right. Wow, that was, a, that was great. So we are going to cover the Cavs-Knicks game at some point here. Before we get into that, do you want to talk about any news that you saw? Or what do you want to talk about? Oh, we can look at NBA news. I was telling you earlier, I need to get a new Grizzlies hat. Yeah? What color do you want? Something just dark. I don't, you know, you suggested a bright blue bright color. Bright blue. Just something kind of dark and low-key. Who's even making the NBA hats now? Mine is so old, it's a Reebok. Okay, so you can you can go on the Grizzlies website and peruse there. They got some good ones. They got some good gray hats. I don't know if you're into that. Or just go straight to New Era. But then you have to know all the fits, like the different styles, because they got like 10 different kinds of hats. You're gonna If you order online, you're going to end up with like some big old boxy flat bill. Yeah, I don't know what to, I, I I don't know. I'm probably just going to hold off and <laughs> maybe until I go to a Grizz game in person and then even when I do that when <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably be uh too anxious to get back on the Beale Street and you know <laughs> eat some tamales that I'll forget to go look at the hats. Look, pick one out that you like, send me the screenshot. I'll tell you if this if it's a weird fit or whatever, because I think I know them, most of them. Okay. I buy a lot of hats. I'm a hat guy. I got, I usually go straight to New Era or the, like the Grizzlies website if I want a Grizzlies hat, but a lot of my stuff gotcha. I just buy direct from New Era. Mm, maybe get a uh, Twins hat. I could do that. I've thought about that. I don't, I don't Baseball. pay attention to baseball like yeah but you're wearing a baseball hat all you have to do is shrug your shoulders when they ask you about the team <laughs> like, mm. i don't know typical twins we'll see man hopefully they have a good year and maybe know like one of the pitchers names or something know who the manager is or something be like <laughs> we'll see if you can do yeah. it yeah <laughs> let me let me google his name twins manager <laughs> it's easy to go away with baseball because you can just kind of watch the record like oh they're not playing so well <laughs> having a bad year Oh man, this guy's got a name, Rocco Bedelli. I just hope Bedelli got his shit together this year. He's a little <laughs> young for my liking for a manager. <laughs> he's thirty nine. He's a month. He's a month older than I am. I don't know who else is making hats. I usually just buy New Era. They make good stuff. But uh, as far yeah, I don't know. Talk about anything. News looks pretty. That I guess. We say something about Seku Smith. That's that's a bummer. Oh yeah, I didn't prepare anything on that. I didn't either. I just you know I I liked his stuff. He 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 was from Grand Rapids, and I, and I started kind of following his stuff when I was li- lived in Michigan, mm-hmm. and he went to journalism school at Jackson State in Jackson, Mississippi. So there's kind of a Michigan Mississippi connection with Seku and me. So I kind of once I came across his stuff about six, seven, whatever years ago, I always kind of followed his work. I've always liked it. Yeah, I mean, what can you say, man? He's gone. Yeah, it's just too bad. COVID is not not good. Yeah. January was not a good month for COVID. Not a, I think February maybe will get a little bit better, but maybe it's only because it's a short month. 
I hope so. What that uh, Kobe's death was a year ago, last week too. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of things on social media remembering Kobe, which is nice. Yeah. Gone but not forgotten. What else was there? Uh, Karis LeVert finally had his surgery. Yeah, he did. Can you tell us anything on that? I mean, you would know better than me. All I have is that he said he was feeling healthy, he was playing in games, and then he gets traded, and then he, the physical shows the what was going on inside of his body, you know? Yeah, I don't think – I think it's pretty rare for someone under 40 to have renal cell carcinoma. Obviously, the sooner you catch it, the better. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they caught it early enough to cut it, you know, cut it all out. As I'm assuming what they did, yeah. put them under anesthesia, open them up, cut it out, and when they do, you know, I'm just assuming. But when you cut out any kind of cancer, what they do is they send it to pathology, mm-hmm. and then they look for cancer cell, cancer cell, and then healthy tissue, and they kind of trace around the biopsy to make sure that there is all healthy tissue surrounding the cancer cells that the cancer cells were not past the healthy tissue you cut out. And if that's the case, then you can assume that they cut all the cancer out. So that's what I assume they did. I, you know, I don't, yeah, I'd have to ask. Well, I'm not sure all that information is even out there, the results and whatnot. Um, all I know is like the dude had no symptoms, it's kind of blindsided him a little bit. He'll be out indefinitely. Uh, the Pacers have gone on record and saying they're at this point. There's no further treatment needed. So I guess at this point, it's you know get well soon territory. You know, mm-hmm. just a wait and see situation. Guess as far as I can tell, there's not really anything out there that I know of further relating to it. Anything else in the news? Because that's all that I have. That's about all I have, too. I didn't really see anything else worth noting for us. I'm going to get a beer. I think we need to take... I'll get one, too. Uh, let's go get a, make a beer run. And then uh, let's get into this pick game. Sure. All right. Okay. I just won one hundred and fifty-five dollars on a ten-dollar free bet on BetMGM. Nice. Free bet, and I only have one beer in the house. Oh no! So let's get into our pick game recap. Let's do it. The game was Friday night. It was the Cleveland Cavaliers at the New York Knicks. Why was this game interesting to us? Both of the teams had similar records. Both had nine wins. Pretty evenly matched up game. Both have young players. Interesting things going on with the Knicks having a new head coach. and Some interesting players like R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. Tom Thibodeau is mostly the reason that team is interesting, I think. The Knicks right now. And so I thought it would be kind of an interesting matchup to watch. thought it would be fun. What did we want to know about the game? Maybe which team is better. 
I think it's very possible that you see both of these teams fighting for seven, eight, nine spots in the playoffs at the end of the season. What do you think about that? I think it's absolutely possible. I think more likely New York than Cleveland, but at this point in the season, you can make an argument. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the Knicks had lost three straight games heading into this one. They had been on a uh, four-game road trip in the West. It really didn't go so well. Right now in the standings, Cleveland's in seventh, New York's in tenth. I don't know if that's updated. On the other side, Cleveland was coming off a week where they had just beat Brooklyn twice. The Knicks were favored in the game, but it was a small spread. It was like a point and a half. Bo, did you watch the game? I did. Good. That's a good start, huh? Excellent start. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's always helpful, you know, when you watch the, the when you do the one thing that you're uh, asked to do for the week. Bo, you said you were watching the game. It was a league pass game. Which feed did you watch? I watched the Knicks. Okay, very good. I watched the Knicks as well because it's the Knicks. It's New York. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I wanted to watch Cleveland sort of. I wanted to hear about J.B. Bickerstaff, but mm-hmm. and maybe that would have been more beneficial. I like Clyde, but if you know, if the Knicks had, if it was Breen, I probably would have one hundred percent not regret listening to it. But it was not Mike Breen. It was Clyde, and who was the other guy? I forget his name. But Kenny the Knicks Albert. Broadcast is, yeah, the Knicks broadcast is good. Kenny Albert's okay. I really like uh, Clyde Walt Frazier. He's good. He's very knowledgeable. I went with the Knicks because it's the world's most famous arena. It's Madison Square Garden. I really kind of regret when I was in New York not going to a Knicks game. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd like to go to a game in the Garden. Webb has been a couple times to see the Grizzlies in New York. When I was in New York, the uh, lower-level Knicks tickets were like 300 bucks. For like mm-hmm. a weekday game, just for one ticket. So I went over to Barclays where they were only a hundred dollars a ticket. It was cool to go to a Barclays game, but there's not really anything to do around there. You can go to like Buffalo Wild Wings. That's about it. Cross. Yeah, I didn't do that. So I went to the Nets game and I just watched Jarrett fucking Jack play all night. But looking back, I think I made a huge mistake. Because that might have been my only chance to go to a Knicks game. And I kind of regret it not going to Madison Square Garden. So if I'm ever well, back up to, there. You'll yeah. have to go back to New York. Yeah, if I'm ever back up there, I'll go. So the guys on the call were Kenny Albert and obviously Walt Clyde Frazier. Two gentlemen that definitely do not dye their hair. <laughs> and Zero my, chance of that. And by do not dye my hair, I mean they definitely dye their hair. I kind of liked uh, the way the game looked on TV at Madison Square Garden. They have that big wall put up, kind of like they did at the bubble, where you're not seeing all the empty seats. You just see kind of like a a wall that says, like, Citibank in the Knicks. It's not a bunch of empty seats. It kind of... Closes off the floor a little bit. I kind of like that. Focuses on the game. You're not staring at those empty seats. 
There were a few players that I kind of kind of caught my eye. Obviously, we know about you know Andre Drummond, R.J. Barrett, Larry Nance. You know about some of these players, you know. Mm-hmm. Torin Prince. These are the obviously obvious guys on the Cavs. I mean, we got an idea who Colin Sexton is. He's been in the league a few years now. But some guys that caught my eye, for one, was on the Cavs, was this uh, Darius Garland. So he was a 2019 first-round draft pick, fifth overall. He's a 6'1 point guard. So he just turned 21 years old, too. This is a little confusing to me. In 2018, the year before, the Cavs took Colin Sexton, who's also a 6'1 point guard, with the eighth overall pick. So they have two top 10 draft picks in two consecutive years that are the same size and play the same position. Why would you do that? That's the the price you pay for picking fifth and eighth in back-to-back drafts. And the weighted lottery odds, you just pick who you think the best player is. That's the only thing I can think of. Let's look at the 19 draft just real quick and see. Yeah, I mean, they could have taken. They started both of them. I I mean, I don't know who you would have. I mean, Tyler Hero, I guess, is who they would have taken if they would have known Tyler Hero was Tyler Hero. But outside of that, Garland looked good. Then He might be a player. I think he's okay. I'm not sure he's there yet. He's young. But look at that draft. I don't know who you would have taken otherwise. I mean, you actually could take it Brandon Clark. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's just weird to me. I guess that's best available. Absolutely. If one guy doesn't pan out, you have that guy that might pan out. And if they both pan out, you trade them or just have shitty defense. <laughs> and then this year, Cleveland picked up Isaac Okoro. He's number 35 out there. He's 6'5". I guess he plays like small forward shooting guard. Mm-hmm. He had five points in the game, played 32 minutes. He's 20 years old, but he's also a first-round pick, fifth overall this year. Another SEC guy. Well, at one point, Walt Frazier was talking about all the guys on the court that were SEC guys. I guess it's a lot. I think all three of those guys that we mentioned are SEC players. On the Knicks side with their guards, Emmanuel Quickly. You saw this guy, right? He was awesome, man. Manuel's really good. Another SEC guy played for Kentucky, Calipari guy. Uh, apparently, it was thought that he may be a second round pick, but he went in the first. He round. went to the th- yeah. he went to the, the Thunder. And what was that trade? Like, why did the Thunder take him and then trade him to the Knicks? What OKC to the New York Knicks? The Timberwolves traded some joker and a draft pick to the Knicks. The Timberwolves traded James Johnson and some joker to the OKC Thunder. The Knicks traded a 2020 first round pick into the Timberwolves. It's so convoluted. I have no clue what's going on here. OKC got the Knicks pick Leandro Balmaro. Hmm. Let me get this straight. OKC moved up to the 23rd and then quickly was the 25th pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So OKC, for whatever reason, wanted this guy from Argentina, and then the Knicks got quickly. All right. So 
I guess, you know, I'm going to guess that it doesn't look like he's with the team, Balmaro. He's still overseas is what it's appearing. I don't know anything about that guy. He's Maybe he's really good. He could be. Hmm. And the OKC has so many tr- picks, they just want a draft and stash. That would be my guess. Let's see how many Twitter followers this Balmero guy has. He's got almost 12,000 Twitter followers. Hey. Ooh, Mike Schmitz is following. Watch out. He's getting scouted. Looks like he's playing for Barca Basket. So he's playing over in Europe and Spain. Anyhow, so Quickly's a player. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's 21, 6'3", point guard. Dude is very good already. Listen to this line. He went 9 of 17 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. That's 62% from 3. Over 500 from the field. 24 minutes, 25 points, a plus 19. Five rebounds, three assists. Two turnovers, but he's a rookie. Two of two from the free throw line. That plus 19, that's big off the bench. Him and R.J. Barrett. And the Knicks, I, I really like this roster. It's a lot of fun. Austin Rivers and quickly came in off the bench at one point, and I'll get into that in a minute, but it was just such a spark. Yeah, I listened to uh, the Locked on Knicks podcast, and they actually had named it th- that day, that podcast from that game, the Locked on Quickly. Okay. Locked on Knicks quickly or Locked on Quickly or whatever. When they were saying this is the most excited those that Knicks fans have been about a young team since maybe like a Patrick Ewing era team with Mark Jackson and Charles Oakley and those guys. Huh. Just as far as you know, young talent. I mean they had that you obviously had that Knicks team that won fifty games with Tyson Chandler and Mello. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't I mean, that was a youngish team, but it wasn't like this. And my takeaway from what the Locked On Knicks podcast guys were saying was that that these guys are they kind of like the Grizzlies, like the way they f- feel about them. R.J. Barrett looks looks good. He can't hit a free throw, but he looks really good. And then quickly looks they you know they want they don't want Alfred Payton playing another minute. They want quickly to play all the minutes. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I like quickly. The New York Times had a piece on him back in November. David Waldstein wrote it. I don't know who David Waldstein is. I could tell you, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, he obviously, we talked about he played for Cal Perry. And then his mom played for Morgan State. And she led the team for two years in free throw percentage. And then quickly was, the sec- like, I think, second all-time at Kentucky in free throw percentage behind Tyler Hero. Okay. Growing up, quickly, his mom made it a point that he was, he had all his free throw mechanics and shooting mechanics down. And yeah, that's been like a focus of his is to just to shoot free throws. Obviously, he clearly has worked on more than free throws because solid fundamentals, I feel like, is kind of where we're getting at. Yeah. And, and the conclusion on that New York Times piece was that he, he's come. It gave his, they gave his mom and his family a lot of credit that they've that he's a mature mature kid for his age and that he wants to get better he wants mm-hmm. 
to play the right way, basically. So he is very it sounds like fiery. the Knicks got a got a good guy, a good player, and a good dude. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. He's very fiery out there. It's fun to watch. He just looked awesome at the end of the third, and then he had that. Oh yeah. And early in the fourth, he hit that three, and then hit another three with for an and one. And I thought we could play a game. Would Chris Wallace draft quickly? What was his high school ranking? You know, what was his ranking in high school? Huh. So what is, what is it? Um, what is the high school rivals? What's his rivals oh. ranking? <laughs> is he a top 50 player? <laughs> That's what I want to know. A top 150 would, player? Would Chris Wallace have drafted Emmanuel quickly? Oh, boy. All right. Emmanuel quickly, 2018 rivals. This year, who would have Wallace taken? Yeah, 2018. Yeah, R.J. Barrett in 2018 was number one. Bull Bull was four. Zion was five. Quickly was 22. So Chris Wallace would have drafted him, I guess. It's possible. Tyler Hero is 36. Wallace may have. I don't. I'd have, have to. You have to go back and you have to go back and look at the draft board. This, that, and the other. So he could have drafted somebody else. I don't really – that's kind of where I stopped paying attention to the draft was around Quickly's pick. <laughs> yeah. Like the Actually, top 25. Actually, in that draft, that and that rivals ranking, your guy, Keldon Johnson's 15. And then another guy that's ranked ahead of Keldon Johnson is on the Spurs, Trey Jones, mm. Tyus Jones' brother. Ah. It's funny how these these rankings – they hold true to a po- like to a certain point, and then it's kind of random. Mm-hmm. Well, either way, it looks like the Knicks did pretty well in the draft, with getting Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin. Yeah, in the first round there, and both of these guys are contributing in the games. Emmanuel might be the better player. It's hard to say this early, but the Knicks seem to like both of these guys. Yeah, and I'm I'm pulling for the Knicks just because if the if the Knicks can actually build young talent, which is something they've not tried to do for forever, that would be cool to see them have homegrown talent, and then people would you know free agents would want to go there. Oh yeah, definitely. I think the key to the Knicks is R.J. Barrett. We'll get to him in a minute here. Let's get into the game a little bit. Yeah. The first thing I noticed was after four minutes of play, the score was 4-0. It was kind of a slow start. There was a lot of good defense, I felt like, a lot of blocks and steals, some turnovers, but it's a very slow start. After four minutes for a team to not have scored yet, that's kind of kind of slow. Mitchell Robinson had a couple early blocks. There's another guy that's a lot of fun to watch. He only played 22 minutes in the game i think he was in foul trouble he didn't have a great game but i think uh a lot of people like mitchell robinson i think a lot of people in new york like him i think he's a good dude to have around he's his hustle is and he's feisty he's mm-hmm. anybody would like to have him on on their team it looks like he's got issues with fouls though i don't think this was like a one-off where he's got five fouls in this game i think this happens quite often I haven't watched enough Knicks games to really know, but that was kind of what I was getting from the broadcasters. It's like, this is a normal mm-hmm. thing. 
the Knicks effort kind of fell off early. They got behind 11 to 3. Frazier said the Knicks had no fire, no desire. <laughs> he this is about the time Tibbs put Emmanuel quickly in and Austin Rivers came in and they came back a little bit. They got some scoring going. They went on a 13-2 run to take the lead. And after the first quarter, the Knicks were up 19 to 17. So it was a game. It was back to being a game. Did you see the part in like I guess it was the second quarter where Clyde was showing off his jacket? <laughs> I, I yeah, I did, and I watched it for a second, but I fast forwarded it. I did see that. <laughs> that show was funny it was, as hell. It was like it was an old pretty funny. jacket from the seventies. It was like a big fur coat. And they were and they were saying, You never wear a jacket. And they're like, It's twenty degrees, it's cold. <laughs> something something to the that effect i guess he was like really in the like that knicks team was kind of crazy back then and he was like the fashion guy like he got really into all the extravagant clothing and stuff back then because that was back when like phil jackson played for them and shit it was uh, clyde was like the outspoken one of the group you know right he was the flashy guy yeah his jacket had it was like inscribed i guess it said clyde on it <laughs> that jacket's like 50 years old how much old like do you think he has like all that old stuff still <laughs> yeah i mean i I, pro- I will probably have some of that old stuff like wouldn't you just get rid of that like in the 80s or 90s like, what, what am i going to use this again you know i don't know it's hard to say maybe he had his place in you know, someplace warm, and he had his New York place, and he just kept all his clothes in there. But my guess would be it was just a really expensive jacket. He's like, yeah, I'm not just going to give this thing away. That was pretty funny, though. He was, like, modeling it. They were showing old pictures of him. It gave some character to the broadcasting, something besides just the game, which I always kind of like that. But that was about the time I was watching the game, and I was like, wait a minute, who's this number six dude for the Knicks? I was like, he looks pretty good out there. He's long, he's quick. And then I looked closer, and I was like, oh, it's Alfred Payton. <laughs> <laughs> he's just out there running around, not really doing much. He finished with two points in the game after 23 minutes, three assists. That's not, yeah, I think it's time to move IQ in the starting lineup. I do like this Knicks roster, though. Seriously, I think no, it's no. I fun. like it too. Yeah, it looks like they're playing pretty much an eight, almost nine man rotation every night. I mean, that's a lot of work. That's a huge workload for these guys. But as long as it's working and they're winning games, who am I to say? It's fun though. Uh, I'm just a huge fan of R.J. Barrett, honestly, and he's taken a step up this year. I think some of that credit has to go to Tibbs. So, moving on in the game, the Cavs fell behind by, like, 10 points. They had a lot of turnovers, not much energy. The offense looked stagnant. A lot of guys just standing around. Whereas, when you look on the other end for the Knicks, guys are moving freely around the court. They're cutting, setting screens. It's just the energy level was night and day. At halftime, the Knicks were up 47-33. to 43. It's 14 points. 
Uh, Clyde said something about hacking and jacking. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. That was one of my first half notes. All right. Maybe it was the second half, but it was just kind of like. Anyway, I was like, okay, Clyde. I don't know. The first half, it was the score was 33 to 44 at the half. Uh-huh. Very low scoring. Yeah, no, Clyde uh, is funny, man. He like talks in these rhymes all throughout the game. <laughs> he's a treat as a broadcaster because he has so yeah, much he's good. knowledge of history in the NBA. He's very intelligent. He keeps it fun. He's super laid back, but yeah, he really likes talking in those rhymes, saying things like moving and grooving and dish hacking and, and hacking and jacking, hacking and jacking and dish and swish. <laughs> no, it's fun having him on the broadcast. It's, it's cool. Yeah, he's fun. I like it. But as far as first half, I, you know, I thought Randall kind of started slow and I, I think that was just a product of the, that game specifically. I don't know if, I mean, clearly Randall is not going to be the um, number one option for the Knicks long term, but he's got a unique skill set. You know, kind of the the game that he played, especially in the first half, he was turning towards a triple double. He kind of reminds you a little bit of a Draymond. Hmm. If you want, you wonder if you put a guy like that, and he's not the defensive player that Draymond is, but you put a guy like that with Steph and Clay, you you wonder how his career would have mm-hmm. would be different instead of being kind of like a Knicks mercenary, you know, cause once, once the season's over, I don't know what I have to look at this contract, but the, the Knicks are not gonna mm. commit big money to Randall or, or specifically big minutes to him. I think he's been good. And I think he's, he's been a good culture guy. And you know, when Tibbs gets fired next year from Knicks and then Tibbs starts coaching the Sacramento Kings, you will see, Julius Randle in a Kings uniform. <laughs> I mean, this was a Julius line, and it was low in points. I think he usually scores more than 16 points a game, but eight rebounds, six assists, a steal and a block, shooting mm-hmm. 500 from the field, 35 minutes. Like, that's pretty standard Julius things. He passes, he rebounds, and he scores. He does a little bit so, of everything. Yeah, so he's got 18 or $19 million this year and then $20 million next year. Okay. And another thing, this is kind of my – this is not necessarily a first-half takeaway, but it's a, it's a general takeaway from the game. And I, it's it's funny. You and I, we are very Knicks-focused on this game because we watch the Knicks broadcast. But we've talked about JB before, and we do want JB to stick around as the Cavs head coach just because we like JB, and we, we thought he was good in Memphis. Mm. But I'd, I'd, I'd also like to see – you know, we look up and you see JB with the – Cavs for the next five years and you want to see Tibbs for the Knicks for the next five seasons mm-hmm. yeah I'd like to see Tibbs get a long shot at this and not get fired over some bullshit I don't and I don't think he will I mean the way these guys are playing no it's a significant step up from last year I think I don't think anybody's worried about Tibbs losing his job in New York I don't think so should we get back to the game yeah all right one thing I noticed with the Cavs was that sometimes Garland and Sexton do this thing where they really push the tempo up on offense. Like, mm-hmm. even after the other team scores, they'll inbound the ball and fly down the court trying to beat the defense back, which I think works to their advantage a lot because they'll be getting into the offense 
with like 20 seconds still on the clock, some on the shot clock sometimes. Or they'll get an easy basket because the D just hasn't had time to set up. I kind of like that they do that sometimes to try to catch the other team off guard. That's kind of a fun thing that I saw them doing. I think a lot of Julius Randle's struggles on this game was uh, Andre Drummond kept picking him up on defense. Mm-hmm. And Drummond was just kind of shutting him down. Larry Nance, too, was coming at him with a lot of energy. I think the big man had a job from Coach Biggerstaff to kind of get on Randall and maybe try to limit his production. I'm a big fan of Andre Drummond. What do you think about Andre Drummond? I think he's surprisingly somewhat underrated based on his contract and the teams he's been on. He's been to Detroit, and then Detroit dumped him to Cleveland for nothing, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. I mean, it's part of the problem because he is in Cleveland. You know, not on TV or winning games. And he, and he was in Detroit when Detroit's been pretty yeah. irrelevant. I, I No, I think I think he's he's a good defender. He's a good rebounder. He can't hit free throws. But, but when you kind of throw a center out there like Drummond, I mean, he's not Jokic and he's not Porzingis. He's, he's kind of not the modern center. But when you throw, it's kind of like a Valanciunas. You throw a guy like that out there, he causes problems. Now, you can't play him 38 minutes like you can play Jokic, but he can still make an impact on the game. He played 23 minutes, only made two of seven from the field, 15 rebounds, a couple steals, a couple blocks, but only four points. That's low production for Drummond. And Larry Nance wasn't much better either. Only one and nine from the field. I mean, you can just look at that front court production and realize why Cleveland lost this game. Yeah. But they did a good job of containing Randall a little bit too. Watching Drummond, I got to thinking like it's been talked about that the Cavs may buy him out and he may go sign with like Brooklyn or somebody. Washington, the Wizards. They really need a big man on their team. Somebody that can just get easy baskets around the rim and rebound for them. I wonder if Washington has the assets that they would need to trade for him. They need a big man so bad. Or another team that I really think Drummond would fit on would be Boston. I think it would be super awesome in Boston. Yeah, he would be. Or do they have Tristan Thompson? What the hell is he doing in Boston? Uh, not much, man. Former former Cleveland guy. Yeah, I don't think Tristan's the guy there. I think they need something a little more dominant, a little better of a player. I think that's what I think Drummond would be. Yeah, they have Tristan. But what about Miami? Andre Drummond in Miami? Does that work? Uh, he had to be a buyout candidate or some nonsense. And this is body fat. Where it needs to be. I don't know. No, it's not. There's been a lot of chatter about Brooklyn signing him. I don't know what Cleveland gets <laughs> out of that. They get a, they save a few million dollars off oh, they the get buyout. Buy them out cheaper. I guess in a COVID pandemic season, if you can save some money, I guess, why not? Not like yeah, they're going to fucking win this year. Cleveland, that is. If you're a fan of Cleveland, do you is that what you want to see? Is your team cut cutting corners to save money and having a lesser product on the court? I guess I'd see what the team was looking like at the trade deadline, and then I'd say yes, you know, yes or no to that. 
need more information. Because if, if the owner wants to save money, it's a pandemic and they're not going anywhere. And you kind of, the depending on who Drummond's agent is, and you make that agent happy, mm. that's kind of the game you play. At least that's what they tell the fan base. That's what they tell people like me. And I say, okay, well, if the agent's happy, maybe we can get a less less glamorous free agent in the future. Sure. I'll tell you what, man. I look at this Cavs roster, and especially without Drummond on it, if I'm a Cleveland fan, I'm pissed. This roster's not great. It's not fun to look at on paper. It's not fun to look at these box scores. You got all these 6-1 players. Kevin Love hurt. Kevin Love has been a non-existent for, what, three years now? <laughs> well, it did win a championship. Yeah, but I'm looking at this, and I'm saying we're never going to recover. This Cavs team, I'm sorry to be stuck in a state of negativity, but this Cavs team looks like straight fucking garbage. I don't know if there's a way out of this for them. Ugh. I thought maybe they had something going, but after watching the game, I'm way less convinced that they have anything going in the right direction here. The, not like the Knicks, where the Knicks are trending upward. I don't think the Cavs are trending upward. You know, we ha- we made our list at the beginning of the season of teams in bad shape and which ones were on the way up and which ones are on the way down. You got teams like... Detroit and Cleveland that look like they're trending downwards, whereas teams like Chicago, New York, Sacramento, they look like they're kind of on their way up. Mm-hmm. I don't put, I don't look at Cleveland and, and think they're on their way up at all. We'll see what happens in the next couple drafts and in free agency. I mean, who's signing in Cleveland? I don't know. They look like they're in trouble, dude. And they got a couple of point guards Sexton and Garland that combined for six assists total in the game against the Knicks. It's like, uh, and they're both in the negative plus minuses in the game. Mm, I'd be worried as a Cavs fan. Be looking, I'd be calling for heads to roll. (laughs) I guess you got to give him some time. Bigger staff. Hopefully he doesn't get, I don't think it's his fault. I don't think it's bigger staff's fault at all. But you know he's feeling some pressure. Oh, absolutely. And what is the deal with Kevin Love anyway? He's got a calf strain. <laughs> really? How long do those last? Well, Marcus Smart's got one. He'll be out for three to four weeks. And he's he's a spring chicken compared to Kevin Love. When was the last time Kevin Love played basketball? When's the last time you played basketball? I'm not getting paid to play basketball. Kevin Love projected return roughly in a month he's been inactive since December 29th he's played in two games he played 37 minutes and then he played 8 minutes the last time he played was December 27th two months yeah two or three months for calf strain that's what Marcus Smart's doing, I think. Is it Smart's out for a while? What's Smart's injury? Is it Smart with an H? Smart? Smart. There's no eyes. No, smart, Smart's out oh, for two to three weeks, not two to three months. That sounds a lot more realistic for a calf strain. Kevin Love's not playing because Kevin Love don't want to play. 
for Cleveland. Anyway, whatever. Kevin Love, Kevin Love. Kevin Love, Kevin Smove. California or New York, I would guess. Maybe he wants to go play with Dame in his hometown. What's his contract? How's Kevin Love? I'd be happy to be in Cleveland. I lived in Muskegon for four years. Kevin Love still has two more years on his deal. $91 million guaranteed. It's going to make 31, 31, Dang. 28. Ouch. Is he just going to do this until he retires? Sure. <laughs> wow. Tough spot for team and the player. Gross. I hate this roster. I hate this Cleveland roster. There's nothing interesting about it. Anyway, I'm usually not trying to look for negative things, but this is one I don't like. What does Cleveland need to do? They need to kind of shake things up, I think. They need to draft John Morant. All right. So back to the game. Towards the end of the third quarter, Julius Randle was sitting on an 8-6-6 six, and six stat line. I mean, that's a classic line for the lefty. The score was 58-52 to 52 Knicks at this point when they were talking about Julius Randle and how he hadn't really been effective, but he's still putting up like a Julius Randle stat line. As I watched the game, I started to feel pretty uneasy about the idea of betting on either of these teams going forward. <laughs> <laughs> like going forward in the season. Just bet the under on the points. Yeah, no kidding. I don't really trust either team to produce each and every night. I don't know if I'll I, – I don't know. The Knicks more than Cleveland, obviously. But I don't really trust either of these teams to be consistent enough to be gambling on them. <laughs> I mean, Cleveland is just out there struggling to score at all. They're missing layups, easy baskets, threes. You name it, they're missing it. Getting blocked at the rim. And – on the other side, the Knicks were just kind of keeping a steady pace of scoring as Cleveland just couldn't get anything going. This is not the world's greatest game to watch, but I was still interested to watch because at this point I'm just kind of keying in on certain players and just watching them, like IQ quickly for the Knicks. Like I'm just watching him like run around the court and seeing what he's doing. The score was 55 to 72 Knicks after the third quarter. And at this point, I'm kind of thinking the game's pretty much already over. That's almost 20 points. We're going into the fourth. The Cavs would have to outscore the Knicks by 20 in the fourth quarter. And I just don't see Tom Thibodeau allowing that to happen to the Knicks. RJ Barrett's the real deal, though. When I look at him, I see great composure. I see body language that shows a lot of confidence and control. He's great with floor spacing. He knows how to move around the court, and he knows how to let the game come to him and take what the defense gives him. He can get a shot from almost anywhere he wants at any given time, it seems like. Whether or not it goes in is a whole other thing, but he can move around and, and get himself open or see an Make a play, like allow the play to develop so he gets like a pass to somebody or he gets open. He just, he doesn't force it a lot. 
if RJ Barrett was a stock on the stock market, I'd I'd buy. I'm buying now. I'm buying a lot of stock in RJ Barrett. What do you think? I thought he was a, he was aggressive. He's so he, good. He looks super young. Obviously, he is. It's the second year. Yeah, I thought he looked like he he was a third pick in the draft last year. Yeah, I just like the way he moves around on the court and the way he his body language speaks for him. Just, he does not look like he's stressed out playing basketball. No, it, it looks like he's he's in control. Yeah, and it also looks like he hasn't quite figured it all out yet, too. Okay. Which and I'm not saying that critically. I just think he he can get way better. Yeah, I mean, I don't if, I, I don't know if he can get Tatum better, but I don't know. I've put him up there with. I think I do. I think I do put him up there like a young Donovan Mitchell and a and a early Tatum. I think I'm putting him on that level. But man, I watched a little bit of that that Lakers Celtics game mm-hmm. when the Grizz were playing the Spurs, and man, Tatum, he looks awesome. Oh yeah, but with RJ, I feel like it's still a buy low spot. Yeah, like I, and what a, you're saying is like if like, you could, yeah. If you're buying stock on the market, RJ is a buy now, buy low. Yeah. I really think he's going to be something special. Like a John Morant, maybe, sort of. Mm. Just just what the Knicks need, really. Like a young, exciting player that they can all kind of rally behind. I think that's what RJ Barrett is. I don't know if he's really good with media. Like I don't know if, if he's marketable. In New York, but uh, I like watching them play basketball. Anybody that wins basketball games is marketable in New York. Sure. You know, you don't have to be David Fisdale or Carmelo Anthony for the New Yorkers to like you. New York, New York is, let's not underestimate, that is a sophisticated market. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if you put Marcus All, like prime Marcus All in New York, and he was winning basketball games, but doing Marcus All things by scoring seven points and Eight rebounds and two steals, but playing so called so called beautiful Marcus All basketball, the Knicks fans would love him. So you don't need to be mm-hmm. necessarily glamorous to. Sure, and they got Obi Toppin for that anyway. He's he's from yeah. New York. Well, they got Thibodeau to put everybody in their place. We're winning basketball games, you fucking dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing here? We're here to play basketball. We're winning games. We just beat the Cavs. Lay off me. Yeah. I thought it was funny at one point. Clyde Frazier uh, couldn't remember which L.A. team Marcus Morris played for. I couldn't tell you what what team he played for, much less the L.A. team. That's really funny. That's what the, the earpieces are for. Well, you know... That seems to be very confusing to a lot of people, being that they're twins and they play for both L.A. teams. So those that maybe aren't familiar with what I'm talking about, there's Marcus Morris and there's Markeith Morris. Mm-hmm. And this happened to Brian last week on the podcast. He couldn't remember which one was on the Clippers. It's Marcus Morris on the Clippers, okay? Markeith is the one on the Lakers. Marcus, but it was pretty funny because I feel like this is a common occurrence. 
to people watching the NBA. Like it's hard to remember because it's just confusing. So I don't know. The end of this game was pretty non-eventful. The Knicks won. The score was 81 to 102. My takeaway after the game was that I do want to watch more Knicks games, like at least another Knicks game. I want to see them play a team that's supposed to be like a definite playoff team. Maybe not somebody that will probably miss the playoffs, like the Cavs. So I think we should keep an eye out for another good Knicks matchup. I like this team. They're fun. I want to see I more. agree. I'd like to see them maybe play a really good team like the Bucks or something on a back-to-back for the Bucks, mm. and just see what what Tibbs has up his sleeve. Yeah, I'm with you. And see, and see kind of what a veteran team, like, okay, well, we can kind of half-ass it, retired, and then see if Tibbs just, you know, puts his, his air Tibbs on their throat. I'm with you. I think that's pretty much all I got for the pick game of the week. Yeah, me too. Good stuff. You want to talk Grizzlies? Sure. We kind of did earlier, but yeah, let's get get into it. Well, I don't have a lot on it. Just that the streak continues. They won tonight. That makes it seven straight wins. Like we said earlier, you know, they they just beat the Spurs as the underdog twice in a row. Rust first rest. I'm thinking uh, the Grizzlies benefited from rest. It appears to be no rust. Now, when Jaron and Valanciunas and Justice Winslow come back, there might be some rust there, but those guys are going to get slowly put back into the rotation. Right. I don't, think, I don't think it's anything to worry about. I think that the team will be just fine. They'll just kind of slide those guys in where they can without disrupting what's going well for the Grizzlies right now. They've just been really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And I feel like John Morant, he makes everybody better. It, it, you can't even, you almost can't even quantify how good he is by watching the games. You can't, you can't necessarily look at his stats or look at, you just watch what he does and he either, he, he needs to score or he needs to get his teammates involved. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I just feel, and I, and I don't necessarily feel like it's me being biased as a Grizzlies fan. Mm-mm. You know, I, you know, I could say, you know, Chucky Atkins was really selfless that game, but I, I do think John Moran is, is a different player than the Grizzlies have ever had. Yeah, and if they weren't winning, and you were saying that, it would be one thing. Well, but they're winning games, like right. they're like, like winning, winning. I think they're it's not fair. just winning; it's convincing. I think it's fair to give him some credit on that for sure. And it's, you know, but also Tyus Jones goes out there and he's, you know, not necessarily are at all playing with Ja. And he looks, he looks really good. They're just all in sync. There ain't a bad player. And I think there's really good chemistry. And everybody plays, it looks like super unselfishly. Yeah, like you you couldn't tell me that those dudes, you know, we always have a market complex in Memphis, but you you couldn't tell me those dudes are worried a, a second that they're playing basketball in Memphis. They're they're like happy to be in Memphis. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. Nobody. I've not heard one bad thing. Anybody's expressed concern about being there. 
or the direction of the team. I think everybody just realizes that it this is a solid ass core and they're growing together as a unit. That's what I see as somebody that keeps up with pretty much everything that happens with the Grizzlies on a day-to-day basis. If there was some turmoil or some shit going down, like we would know. I feel like and I just haven't seen that. I think everybody understands that this is kind of like a something special in a very young stage. Like I, th- I really do think John Morant could be an all-star this year and possibly yeah. make an all-NBA team. It's got to stay healthy like anybody else. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> it's been fun so far. Yeah, it's super fun. Tyus had 14 assists tonight. Wow. Was it four? He ended up with 14? Yeah. That's my guy. Big fan. There's not a guy that I, like, I could sit here and just make shit up to be upset about some player on the Grizzlies. Like, oh, John Conchar. Like, well, why do we need him? But, like, he comes in the game and he contributes. He makes a play that makes a difference at some point while he's out there for his whatever five or six minutes while we're missing four guys. There's not a bad player. There's not one player on that roster that I dislike. There's a player on that roster that I haven't seen play yet. Justice yeah. Winslow. Who knows when that's going to happen. I'm hearing a lot of two weeks. Who fucking knows. But that's kind of like the cool part about it is that there could be like another higher level that they get to when they actually have a full team. Like they could they could actually be better than what they are. Where they just beat the Spurs, who are not a bad team, by 30 points. And beat them twice, convincingly twice in one week. I know. While they're the, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. while they were the underdog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not going to continue to be the underdog if Vegas keeps uh, losing money and making those picks. <laughs> 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 I bet you the next game they play, I don't know. Who are they playing next? Next game, oh... Next game is tomorrow. They're playing tomorrow at the Pacers, huh? At Indiana. That's you a can good ticket. You can get tickets for that. Yeah. That's cool, though. That'll be a good test. All right, Pacers. Have, you can go see that game. I'm driving to Indy tomorrow. Just go straight through the cornfields. Yeah, the girls have been fun, and I hope they continue to be fun. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting because I was hoping it wouldn't be such a uh, difficult game to pick, but I bet it's a really close line. At a certain point, Vegas is going to have to start calling Grizzlies a favorite. (laughs) (laughs) But the next two games, uh, it's the Rockets, and oh, that's going to be another tough one, the Rockets on Thursday. The Pelicans, oh, man. And then there's that whole thing with Zion and John Morant. So this week is going to be interesting for the Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. Rockets, Pelicans, Pacers, and the Spurs already in the book. All right. Good luck. It's going to be fun. Next week, I assume you'll be on. Let's track this. They got four games. What do you think they go? One home game, Rockets or home Let's say they lose tomorrow. I think it go... Three and one, two and two. Three and one. I'll say three and one. All right. Which means they beat, who do they lose to then? 
They'll lose tomorrow night to the Pacers. Okay. Back to back. Fair enough. I think they might struggle with Houston too. I'm thinking two and two, but who knows? It's gonna be I'd fun. Say two and two, just because they've been off. We'll see. Yeah, back to back Pacers game. That might give them trouble. Mm-hmm. What else do we want to talk about? More Grizz? Did I, did I leave anything out? Was there anything you wanted to say? No, I don't think so. I think anxious to see how they do this week, and you know, I don't think I'm that anxious to see how they integrate Valanciunas and Winslow back into the mix and Jaron Jackson. I think as long as Jaws out there and these other dudes are playing winning basketball, I think from here on out that they they could play 500 ball very easily for the rest of the season, and that would be that would be just fine with me. All right. I guess we got a pick game to pick. Yeah. But I got a short thing on gambling this week. I lost a lot of money this week gambling this week. Friday night was really bad. I've just been wrong, and there weren't a lot of underdog winners this week at all. Denver, I got screwed on that really bad because I was chasing losses and really thought Denver would come back and win a game earlier this week. Not good. I'm not throwing out. I'm trying not to throw out bad picks. I had a, another parlay earlier this week, and it was like the first three games were just fucking wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And then I got like the last three or four right. But after that, I just kind of didn't really do any betting until tonight. <laughs> I've been kind of losing. I had a bad week. The gambling's not gone well. But the money, you know, it comes and it goes. Whatever. Bo, Super Bowl is this week. Who you got? You know who it is? Buccaneers, Chiefs? I'd have to think about it, but yeah, I would have come come up with those two teams. I, I guess the Chiefs are going to wax their ass. That would be my guess. What's the what's the point spread? What's the uh, gambler saying? Last time I looked, it was three and a half Chiefs, which I've already put money on. I've actually gone to the bigger spread that pays like eight to one or something and said that the uh, Chiefs are going to win by, like, 17 and a half. <laughs> I think the Chiefs come out there and put their foot on Tampa Bay's neck. And just- oh, I think so, too. I think I watched um, – who did Tampa Bay who, – who did they beat? The Green, Packers? Yeah, Green Bay. Yeah, Tom Brady, he was good, but he was playing the odds on a lot of those passes, I felt like, so hmm. – I think Tom Brady's not gonna not gonna be a chance, stand a chance. I was looking at against something. that Chiefs offense. Yeah, it just they just seem more dominant. That's really all there is. That was really all I have. Actually, what's funny is Kate's working Sunday twenty four. So I don't I, I don't even know when or if I'm gonna watch the football game. Though the girls do like to watch the commercials. So the game's at five thirty. Well, that's like the worst time for me because you got to feed them at six, and then you get after that you got to put them to bed. So, what if you do like it. a little party thing and you just like get some pizza or whatever, and you say we're gonna eat and watch the game? I could do that, but I don't even know if I want to watch it to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of don't give a shit. Uh, it's one game. You can have some fun. I use one game, dickhead. You can the watch kids. it. Make it we up to be a, a bigger deal than it is. Actually, last year we went to the neighbor's 
house and watch the game and or they had a party and mm-hmm. I did not watch the game. I ended up talking to one of my neighbors who's like me, does not like football. <laughs> and I had a great time. Well, it's fine. You're not going to be doing that this year. Will not be going to my neighbor's house. Though they do have a project. If the weather, what's the weather Sunday here? Hold on. Cold. Let's. It's February. Uh, let's humor it. Humor, <laughs> humor me here. Holy shit. Yeah, we will not be having an outdoor Super Bowl party. The <laughs> high Sunday in St. Paul is negative six. Oh. And the low is negative 18. Gross, dude. So no outdoor Super Bowl party, huh? No. That sounds like a terrible Damn. time. I think it'll be fun to watch. Maybe you could make a bigger deal of it than it really is with the kids and just kind of have fun with it. I don't know. I think I could. And I, we we should, and we will. Did you know Groundhog's Day is tomorrow? Isn't every day Groundhog's Day? Yes. Good point. I don't have a lot on gambling. I, just, I got kind of turned off on it this week. Didn't have a good start. Maybe I'll try to put a parlay together at some point this week for fun. But it takes a lot of time, you know. I'm I'm not just, like, randomly picking games. I'm really looking into these, like, lo- rosters and the lineups and who's in and who's out and trying to make accurate damn picks. And I'm trying to find out where Vegas is wrong. The underdogs. who, are, What are they missing on? Who is better than Vegas thinks? That's what we're trying to do here. That's how you make money. Well, let's move on and let's uh, let's pick a game for next week so we can get you out of here. Let's do it. I'm looking at Friday's slate. What okay. does Saturday's got? Let me look at Saturday real quick because there's no game Sunday. I've I'm got assuming. my games. So there's there's a bunch of games Friday and Sunday. Oh, excuse me, Friday and Saturday, which I like to pick late in the week just because it's, they tend to be more relevant on Monday. Sure. I don't know. I mean, we're I'm sh- just trying to find teams to look at yeah. and talk about. I don't care when the, the shit game is. bowl, which which you're which you're not going to look at, but the Raptors and Hawks is on Saturday. Uh, you know, the Net Seventy Sixers Saturday is interesting if the, everybody's at full strength, but that's going to be that's actually not a national TV game on Saturday. Interesting. The right. ABC game is on Saturday is the Warriors and the Mavericks. Let's see, on Saturday, the only game I had picked was Memphis at New Orleans, and I'm trending that game downwards because if we're going to do a Grizzlies game, I don't think that's the one for it to be. Right. Let me move backwards to Friday. Friday, Chicago at Orlando. That's just because it's an Orlando game. We haven't done an Orlando game. Kind of curious to see what's going on there. Yeah. I haven't paid attention to either of those teams this year, if I'm being completely honest. And then uh, Utah at Charlotte. We haven't done either of those teams either. Yeah, so the Jazz are away. Mm -hmm. And then the Hornets Hornets have been decent. They're just, just below 500. We haven't watched that guard situation there. We haven't watched LaMelo. I you know I'd like to also make the case for Mike Conley as an All Star. Good luck. Still in the West. We'll put three stars by the Utah Charlotte. We'll go the five star system. 
maybe two by Chicago, Orlando. Let's go back to Tuesday, tomorrow. All right. Memphis at Indy. Very interesting game. We Absolutely. Just, I'm, I'm going to watch that regardless. So. All right. We don't need to make that pick game. Scratch it off. We'll watch that anyway. At least be able to watch the second half. Portland at Washington. I like the guard matchups, but without CJ, that really doesn't make sense. I would love to see Beal and Westbrook go against Dame and CJ, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen with McCollum out. Wednesday, I see... Now, this is a weird one. It's an ESPN game. Indiana at Milwaukee. It's kind of a high-profile game for us, but it's it's the East. It's two teams that are up there at the top in the East. Well, the Pacers will be on a back-to-back. Mm. So that might be all Milwaukee, huh? I would think... Actually, it would be. Let's get that out of there. Dallas at Atlanta. I'm trending downwards on that one. But the only story I like there is the Luca versus Trey situation. Mm-hmm. Trey would be Luca probably doesn't care, and Trey might be motivated to drop seventy. <laughs> I got that one kind of trending downwards. Oh, I'll put a star by it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then next is the Knicks at Chicago. That could be fun. Two stars. Denver at L.A. on Thursday. Yeah, so why was the Denver Denver and Pistons was canceled tonight? Why was that? I didn't have time to look at it. COVID, contact tracing. But which team? I didn't have time to look at it. Oh, the the Pistons have got some inconclusive COVID tests. Oh, okay. Maybe avoid the Pistons this week. I wasn't going to pick a Pistons game. But not the Nuggets. I got, got oh, okay, it. Okay, gotcha. So Denver, L.A. on Thursday, that's a high – the Lakers, that's a high-profile game. Yeah, Jokic versus AD, that's always interesting. That could be fun. That could be the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Two stars. What else do you see? Go to Saturday. You see anything Saturday or Sunday? How about Sunday? You see anything there Sunday? There should, should be no games Sunday because the, – oh, there's – actually, there a bunch of games. Maybe that's asking too much to pick a Sunday game on a Super Bowl day. They're all early, but whatever. Boston Phoenix was interesting looking. Yeah, that's a good one. I could watch. I can. Yeah, I'll probably be able to watch that. But when we need to pick a game that you are very interested in watching, and you will absolutely one hundred percent watch. I may not be able to watch a Sunday game. That would be tricky. You watch it Monday. Maybe that may still be tricky. What is the game Sunday that you like? Really, just uh, Boston Phoenix. If you like that game, sure. Well, I could go with a Friday game just as easily, or that Thursday high profile game with Denver Lakers, which I'd kind of rather not do. Friday, Utah, Charlotte's really standing out. I just I, I kind of like that. I don't know if we're going to get another, like uh, we could probably force another Charlotte game, but I'd like to see the Jazz are rolling. I'd like to see them play, and we haven't I haven't paid much attention to the Hornets, so it'd be kind of an interesting juxtaposition. Just two different teams that we haven't done anything on. Yeah, and we've done Phoenix this year. Yeah, let's call that our pick game. Yeah, I like it. Utah at Charlotte Friday. I think it's a league pass game, but 
That's it. It has been decided. Excellent. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. Anything else for next week, Bo? What are you going to do? Anything good? I guess I got to have a pizza party with the kids for the Super Bowl. I think it's a good idea, man. You know, it'd be fun. Let them, let them act wild a little bit. Try not to get frostbite on Saturday, I guess. And Sunday. <laughs> yeah, no running. I'm going to go run. Fuck that. I won't go on Sunday. I won't have any help with the, with the kiddos, but I'll go Saturday and Monday. All right. I'm going to do zero running if I can help it this week. <laughs> Don't want to. Not in the mood. Go play some golf. Too cold right now. I did play February golf last year. I bet uh, maybe a couple weeks or something. Maybe. Maybe. I'll have to get Laddie out there. Laddie, we missed you this week. I hope you can come back soon. I saw him this week. I actually talked to him. He's like, it's just too crazy right now. He's just working every Monday night. And I don't know if it's possible for me at this point to move my schedule around to do it on a different right. day. You're too, you're too Monday centric. Um, I like us doing it Monday, first of all, after the weekend. And then also I've just scheduled my shit around work to be able to do this. Monday's a good day to, if we can get back to Monday afternoons, I will be happy. I think we might be able to, the kids, the girls are back in school for the time being. I do like having all Monday afternoons to do like last minute prep stuff for the show mm -hmm. and just get everything ready. But also like having the whole podcast done and put out by Monday night. Right. <laughs> like not, if we could do and not like turn a, it into Monday and Tuesday work. If we could do like a two to four recording and then mm -hmm. or even like a, I could probably do a 10 AM to noon recording on Monday. If the girls continue to be in school. I just 10, 10 is really early for me just because right. I'm not going to be fully awake. Like how much fun is it to do a podcast and drink beer at 10 o'clock in the morning? Well, I will not be drinking beer. Did we ever do it at like five in the afternoon? That's perfect for me. Hell no. We never, I could never do that at five. It was like two to four. Yeah. When the kids were in school and then my, my boy was young enough that he was like actually napping every day. He was in, in the crib. And then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, next week is our one-year anniversary, so you better be there. I'm there. All right. You better have me there. All things, uh, if everything works out right, we'll all be there. May have to talk Laddie into quitting his job or something. Ah. Anyway, I think we should call it. All right, man. I want to thank everybody for listening. Anybody and everyone. Be safe out there and stuff. Thanks, Poe. Appreciate you. All right, Jeff. Take care. All right. That's it. See ya. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.